Good morning, good afternoon, good night. See you later. We're done with the podcast. Whew, that was a good one, Jason. Are we doing this in reverse? Is that uh, Benjamin Button style? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's a good enough segue. I'll take it. Benjamin Button is a movie, and tonight our topic is movies and movies that translated from our childhood to now have they gotten better have they gotten worse what do we think of them so on and so forth i can't wait to talk to you about this tonight super excited with some of the choices that i came here with but before we get there i have something to share with you so I have a question, and this is something that's kind of important for for me personally, but where is it that you think that I keep all of my dad jokes stored? I'm going to say in a fanny pack. You look like a fanny pack kind of guy. In a database. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I got one, too, so the, the listeners can vote on who had the better dad joke this week? All right. What does a sprinter eat before a race? What? Nothing. They fast. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know why I do. I just. I just like they fast. That's fast. Funny. I enjoyed that. You haven't really officially introduced the podcast yet. You, oh, yes. This right is over. the Dad's Off-Duty podcast. Jason is the real host because he remembers things. Wait, I should let you say your name. Go ahead. I'm Jason Katie. I am the main host of the Dad's Off-Duty podcast. And I am Seth Michaels, the delinquent host of the Dad's Off-Duty podcast. It's all right, man. Hey, we're heading into the holidays. It's there's a lot going on in the world. It's okay if you uh, you drop it a little bit. No problem. I'll pick you back up. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, drop the ball, just like in Rookie of the Year. Uh, I see what you're doing. <laughs> Cut the cheese, Stedman. The hot stinking cheese. Okay. Let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> Is that a Star Wars joke? Because I don't get it. Mulan? Uh, I skipped that one. Oh, it's so all of the listeners immediately dislike you already because you haven't seen Mulan. Oh, they've, they've disliked me since round one. <laughs> No, I disagree. I think you're the reason they come back and they put up with me. They tolerate me. I'm like that. Uh, I'm like that crazy uncle they have. They're like, yeah, he's there. He drinks a lot. He drinks a lot. <laughs> but we like him. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about movies that may or may not hold up. From when we watch them as a young, young lads. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get started because there have been enough awkward silences here. I will just go ahead and, and dive right in. I've got a list of both. I'm going to start, though, with a movie that I don't think holds up at all. And you're probably going to disagree with me because I can 
tell what your sense of humor is, and you probably still love this movie a lot. But Ace Ventura Pet Detective, while it was great as a kid, watching almost any Jim Carrey movie now as a 30-something just does not hold up. The mannerisms that he does, the jokes, a lot of fart jokes. Okay, I like fart jokes. But I just his sense of humor, especially in the first Ace Ventura Pet Detective, doesn't hold up at all. Go ahead and disagree. I am going to partially disagree. And what I mean by that is I agree that the first movie, not the best. The second one, I think, is still hilarious. The second movie still has some really, really funny parts in it. I'll give you the him coming naked out of the rhino's ass. Oh, God. It's still it's still good. It's so classic. But, you know, the whole Finkel and Einhorn thing and uh, just. Is Courtney Cox in that movie, too? I feel like she was like the love interest in part one, right? Yeah. Yep. She's cringeworthy in everything she does. Yeah. No, the one joke that still holds up from the first one is when he is in that cop's office and he's talking out of his ass. And then, uh, is it Einhorn walks in and he's like, you have a mint. That's still funny. Sorry. I can't, I can't do it. Nope. Above. That's not my style of humor, I guess anymore. It, It was as a kid. Maybe maybe the one part that I did like I, I still enjoy is at the very beginning when he's pretending he's to be like good to say that yeah. FedEx or UPS delivery guy and he's kicking the box just down the elevator <laughs> down the hallway. <laughs> just the guy gets it, he like shakes it, he's like, it sounds broken. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I'm, I'll I'll throw the mask in there as well. I don't think that movie holds up either. Um, I'd agree with that. There's a, there's another movie from the nineties. What there, I feel like there's another one. Truman show. Yeah. But that wasn't like the zany type of comedy. No, it was more subdued. Liar, liar. Yeah. But even there, he's playing a relatively normal guy, right? Yeah. But I mean, always Ventura. Yeah. I can't think of another zany one he did, but. All right, here's mine, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but mine, the first one I want to mention, because it still holds up so well, is the first Jurassic Park movie. Oh, yeah, I had that on my list as well. Yeah, there is no movie, in my opinion, from the 90s that has the that special effects holds up nearly as well as the Jurassic, the first Jurassic park movie. It's just, everything is just done so well and it's all animatronics and just very little CGI. And just the way they did it is just amazing. Yeah. Still holds up beautifully. My favorite story from that is the scene where the T-Rex head crashes through the roof of the Jeep. Um, That wasn't planned. Like the, glass wasn't supposed to like break in so that first scream from the kids is actual true terror as the glass is being pushed down on them by this gigantic 
robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex, which, to be honest, I would probably scream a little bit, too, in that situation. Oh, I mean, yeah, no doubt about it. And one of the scenes I really love is at the very end when the raptor is right about to jump and basically maul the kids and uh, Dr. Grant, I think. I think that's his name. The T-Rex just comes out of nowhere. I didn't even see it coming. I mean, I jump. I still, when I see that scene, I'll jump out of my chair. It's just like, oh, yeah, T-Rex is there. Save the day, man. And he just bites that uh, raptor out of, you know, midair and, and pulls it up. And good guys get away. And that first one is so much better than the second and the third one. Oh, yeah. Which Absolutely. is a shame because I think the lost the minority side, I think the lost world is a better book. book. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. The book yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. If you guys have not read lost world by Michael Crichton, you need to go and do, do the thing. You need to go out and read it. However you can, because it is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Fully support that. And you know, now they've got the new trilogy, which I've read the, the last one that's supposed to come out um, is going to have the characters from the, you know, the last few movies. So Chris, Chris Pratt and uh, the redheaded girl. So they're going to have those characters. And then they're also going to bring back Ian Malcolm, who is terrible right now. What's that? Goldblum. Goldblum. Thank you. And then uh, Dr. Grant. So they're, they're going to bring everybody back for this one. Somehow they're going to tie it all together. Another mention from this, so I had a huge crush on um, the the lady, the lead lady in the first movie. You you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, blonde. Uh, yeah, know. yeah. A uh, huge crush on her when I was a kid. Absolutely, I was like, yeah, she's dinosaur archaeologist, hot lady. Absolutely, that was. <laughs> Um, just like in the movie Twister, and I'm going to segue directly into the movie Twister. Have you seen Twister? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Twister is partially based on a tornado that happened in Wisconsin, the F5 tornado that happened in 1995 in Wisconsin, um, the gigantic one at the end of the movie. But a uh, huge crush on... Uh, on her as well. It might be the same as Helen Hunt. Yes. Big, big crush on, on Helen Hunt. Uh, but another one that I think still holds up to this day is Twister. The movie's still fantastic after all this time. Absolutely. I agree with that. Um, a couple years, well, not a couple years ago, when I was a kid, we went to Universal Studios. And if you've never been there, they have a lot of attractions based on movies. And there was a Twister ride. And I was like, oh, I love the movie. I can't wait to go on this ride. It's going to be fantastic. So, you know, you wait in line for an hour or whatever it is. You get shuttled into the front. They, they put you like you basically stand along this metal. Uh, metal barricade and they tie you to it like with some sort of belt. And then the curtains open in front of you and you're basically on the set of Twister. You know, there's like some barns and, you know, the skies are gray and. Like, this is going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden the wind starts and you get the wind blasted at you and you're blowing and, and that and and that's about it. 
I mean, I know the story sucks, but it's because the ride sucked. I was like, this, I just get like wind blown on me. Like, this is stupid. You're just standing on the ground. You're not even like in a ride doing anything. I was so disappointed. That's really funny. And you waited an hour for that. Yeah, it was wasted. Oh, yeah. Most of those rides, waste of time. Just I hate lines. Well, waiting an hour for a ride has got to be in my top 10 least favorite things to do. I will tell you, though, that uh, another movie that holds up for me, one of the movies I've loved as a kid, I love as a teenager, I still love today. I can't wait to show this movie to my kids is Back to the Future. I know we've we've talked about this in the past, but um, Back to the Future is one of my favorite, if not my favorite movie of all time. Set in the mid-80s slash 50s. I don't even have to explain the plot, because, come on, you've seen Back to the Future. Everybody has. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there are some plot discrepancies, we'll call them, but beyond that, phenomenal movie. I, I would like you to explain the plot discrepancies, because I am a major BTTF nerd, so... What do you have against this film? No, no, I, you know, it's just the whole, you know, going, going back in time. And then his mom, like later finding out, like, did I have like a crush on my son growing up? It's just weird. Just, oh yeah. Like, that part of it was creepy for sure. Yeah. But like, and then later realizing that as your son is growing up, like you don't think she like noticed the resemblance or like questioned it at all. Okay, but think about it right now. Like, think about you being uh, Lorraine. You're, you know, in your 30s. Maybe, yeah. well, she was probably older than that. Um, yeah. You know, but like, think about back when you were a teenager in high school. If you met somebody at school who was there for about a week, are you going to remember them now yeah. that you're yeah, but he, Yeah, but here, I probably would because it's different. It's not like they were just kind of off to the side for a week like oh i just saw them in passing no this person like hit by a car i took care of them i nursed them back to health i like they were a big part she he was a big part of her life for that week you know like there was a lot of stuff going on but it was um, a week in high school a lot of stuff goes on in high school yeah i mean that was a pretty big week you had the dance and everything like i don't know just just a little, just a little. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I I love the movie too. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring it down too much. That's the only thing that like. Eh, mm. I mean, it was a little uncomfortable watching his mom try to make out with him in the car there. That like was cringeworthy. I'll give you that. Yeah. Great movie. If if you have seen it, go watch it again. <laughs> After you listen to the rest of this episode, though. Yes, preferably. Now some movies that I think don't hold up, especially for children now, and I'm probably going to get crapped on, but pretty much all of the original Disney animated movies. Hmm. Like, my kids... My kids don't enjoy watching them at all. Like, um, Sword in the Stone, Robin Hood, Aristocats... um, 101 Dalmatians. Any of those. The one that they, the one he does like is Fox and the Hound. Okay. Why do you think that is? Do you, do you have an opinion on what about that? Movie? 
what about Fox and the Hound? Yeah, it makes different. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what about it makes it different um, than the other ones. I think the focus is so much more on like this. It's a smaller cast of characters and it's um, it's a little bit, I think, cleaner, a little than like Aristocats is like the animation's a little bit cleaner. Um, I think that's probably the reason, but uh, colors pop a little bit more, a little bit more vibrant. You might be onto something there because my girls, you know, we've showed them Cinderella and Snow White, and even Beauty and the Beast, and they aren't really into it. They they know who those princesses are, but I don't. I might be wrong, but I don't think they've actually seen the whole movie all the way through. And if they have, they haven't seen it more than once. Like it's not until you get into like uh, Tangled, which is the Rapunzel story, um, that you know. I, I, I want to say that's like in the late '90s or early 2000s when things started getting real, a lot better with the colors and the graphics and stuff like that. So maybe there's something to that because that older style of animation. I'm trying to think like they do like um, the one with uh, Princess and the Frog, which oh yeah, a little bit older one. Yeah, see, but that one's like that one was mid '90s, I think. So that one was done after those are you know that was after the Lion King, um, which I think still holds up really well. Like that, yeah. that movie's phenomenal. I've tried to get my kids to watch both Lion King and Aladdin, which were my two favorites growing up, and they're not really into either one. But I just think, for whatever reason, those that style of animation not appealing to kids today just doesn't doesn't hold up well enough to keep their attention. Um, so I, I I really wanted to make sure I I hit on those, uh, you know. Like, I really liked the Aristocats growing up. I thought that movie was dope. Um. <laughs> I, I know I've seen that one, but I, I, I don't I don't recall what that's about. So sorry, I got nothing for you there. It, it's all good. Um, how about you? Any any other any other movies that. Uh, I'm sure you have a list there. I do. Another one that does not hold up for me, and maybe even at the time was I didn't. Well, I, I enjoyed it at the time. Batman Forever. So this is the one with Val Kilmer, I believe. It might have been Clooney. Either take both of those. Both of the mo- movies with Val Kilmer and uh, George Clooney as Batman were so hokey, over the top with the rubber nipples, and you had Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> doing every ice pun on the planet and you had Robin and you had Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. That movie sucked, man. It was real bad. Now, now you've got the Nolan trilogy and you've got Joker and you've got this new one that seems at least a little bit interesting. I mean, Batman was a very dark um, comic book character and you brighten it up in these Batman forever. And I think the other one was called Batman beyond. Batman Beyond or Batman. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. Something like that. People know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Those ones where they turned up the color and they just turned up the cheese. And even again, Jim Carrey Riddler. Sorry. That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I 
I'm trying to erase those from my memory in terms of the chronological movie order of Batman. Like there's Keaton and then there's basically Nolan. Another movie. I don't know why you saying that Batman movie uh, made me think of this, but who framed Roger Rabbit? Not a good movie. Really? Huh. Yeah, I, I watched it again fairly recently. Didn't enjoy it at all. See, that's what I would need to watch again. Now, did you watch it with your kids? No. Mm-mm. I think it's got a few too many adult themes in it to okay. watch it with the kids, you know. That is one I'd like to see again, though, because that's another one. Well, that's got um, Doc Brown in it. Christopher Lloyd, right? He's yeah. the uh, he's, he's the, the bad villain. guy. Yeah. Is it Danny DeVito? Is he in it, too? No. Who's the uh, guy? In- Nathan Lane, maybe? Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, but I didn't think that one held up at all. That's sad. That was a good one. I, I like that as a kid. Um, one that does hold up and will be forever one of the best 80s movies of all time is Ghostbusters. Yes, I, I was totally thinking about that. Um, Ghostbusters, come on, man. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and the other guy. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, and uh, the Ghostbusters toys, too. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Proton packs, and you had the the vehicle, man. Just everything. Ghostbusters toys. Amazing. I had the Ghostbusters house, which was like a three-story, you know, firehouse. Working, uh, working pole that you could slide the character. Oh, through. nice. So Ghostbusters. One, I'm talking about Ghostbusters one. I, I didn't really like Ghostbusters two that much. I, I didn't think the story was that great. I'm really looking forward to part three, which um, is coming out. I think next year they pushed it back because of all this shit going on. Ivan Reitman's son, Jason Reitman, if you're not familiar, he's taking it over and I've seen a few of the teaser trailers. It looks very good. They're keeping a lot close to the vest. So who's going to be in it or who's not going to be in it? Still kind of, being wishy-washy about it but come that, on, that trailer that first one that i watched had me a hype where he finds it like the old uh ghostbusters vehicle like one. in the yeah in the barn dude i was like oh my god oh yeah totally had me hype for it do you know what else really has me hyped right now jason Tell me. all right but first thing i need you to do is to cue the music Because it's beer time. And what has me hyped right now in New Glarus November here on the podcast is probably if anybody out there is familiar with this brewing company, the one that you've been waiting for me to review, probably the one that if you visit Wisconsin, they say, if I should get a beer from Wisconsin, what beer should I get? This is probably the first one that's mentioned, and that's going to be. The cheese beer. <laughs> the New Glarus Spotted Cow. Okay. So I guess you're close, right? Cheese cheese yeah. comes from cows. Uh, but the New Glarus Spotted Cow is just really good. Uh, another one of those beers where I can just 
I would just choose to drink at night, not like a special occasion beer. It, it it's basically my choice of beer because I don't drink light beer. Like people are like, oh yeah, I'll drink a Bud Light or something. I'll be like, nope, I'm gonna drink a Spotted Cow. So I really have always enjoyed this one, and I'm not gonna spoil flavors too much because I definitely, if you guys are ever in Wisconsin or you have friends who live in Wisconsin. You need to try it out. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to cut the cheese any further. We're going to go ahead and say that this one is five stars. Ooh, highly regarded. Fantastic. The spotted cow, everybody. Now, you don't drink light beer. My dad is famous for drinking light beer, and he can knock a couple back. And by a couple, I mean a couple in one night. Now, when you're looking at these type of I don't, I don't know if craft beer is the right term for him, but can you can you have a couple of these in a night, or are you going to be feeling feeling real fine tomorrow morning? It's on your tolerance. Um, normally, like if I want to get like a baseline buzz going, it's like three to four. That's like where the buzz starts. So okay, but my tolerance and i think due to my family's drinking habits in the past having rolled down to me my tolerance is a little bit higher than most people's tolerance for alcohol so it doesn't really start getting to me um until i've had a few of them now granted right now my tolerance is a little bit less because i'm on tramadol and gabapentin so basically just pain meds so i don't have to drink quite as much to start feeling it sounds like a recipe for success yeah yeah no liver problems here none whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) all right jason what do you got what are you sharing with me oh so is it cocktail o'clock it's cocktail o'clock well that's like your opinion man (laughs) Because we are talking movies tonight. Yeah, something Keanu-related? You did not get that reference? Oh, man, we got to talk. All right, let me continue for the... Wait, oh, wait, 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 hold on. Not Keanu. Uh, oh, God, Matthew McConaughey. No! No, damn it. What is it? Oh, my God. Let me continue my spiel. Okay, sorry. Well, you can... One of the most iconic drinks in one of the most iconic movies is the White Russian. Does that help? I'm sure it doesn't. If you didn't get... That's your opinion, man. It ties the room together, the rug. Oh, my... Yes, it does. The Big Lebowski. Thank you. The Big Lebowski. Sorry. I know that's not really a kid's movie or a movie that watches kids, but that movie holds up. Yeah. I have not watched that since probably high school. Well, you need to do yourself a service and watch that movie again. Yeah. The drink I am reviewing this week is the White Russian. Now, this drink was created in 1949 by a Belgian barman when he took a spin on the Black Russian, which is vodka and coffee liqueur, Kahlua, if you will. That's what makes it black. He, he thought, well, I'm going to put a spin on this and throw some cream or milk in it. Make it white. So there you go. White Russian. 
So even though it's a Belgian drink, it's called the White Russian because it still has vodka in it. I will say this drink is very much a dessert drink. This is the first time I've ever had a White Russian. It is essentially a chocolate milk, (laughs) Um, which I'm not complaining about. I love chocolate. So how I made this was I threw a bunch of ice cubes in a old-fashioned glass. I did an ounce and a half of vodka, three-quarter ounce Kahlua, three-quarter ounce of, they call it for cream, I have half and half. I'm trying to watch my girly figure. I poured all those in, and then I kind of noticed that there really wasn't a ton of liquor in here, or a ton of liquid in here, rather. So I doubled the recipe. Who cares, right? Chocolate milk. So I put all those in, stirred it up, and there you go. Cheers. This is a this is a good drink. Yeah, you're enjoying that. Yeah, this is this is one that I'm gonna finish this week. As much as I do not like vodka, you can't taste the vodka here. <laughs> it makes me sad when you don't finish drinks. Like my inner Wisconsinite cringes at the thought of it. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. But sometimes I don't have good drinks. This week, I'm pretty proud of myself. I made a good choice, guys. I'm I'm recommending the White Russian. I'm going to give this one four and a half stars out of five. Oh, snap. That's good. I mean, again, like I said, this is a dessert drink. So know that going in. It is coffee liqueur. But like when you mix it with the cream, it's 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 chocolate milk, guys. That's what it is. So highly recommend. Chocolate milk that'll get you hammered. Isn't that all we want in life? Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. (laughs) Now, when you said Russian, it made me think of tactical nuclear warheads, which made me think of the next movie on my list, which was a spy movie from the 90s by the name of True Lies. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah, see see that nice progression of thought right there? It was um, real clean and simple. There's only two things I remember about that movie. Yeah? Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. <laughs> That's it? Just both of them? Both of her? That's all I got, man. <laughs> um, I remember watching that movie with my dad. And, you know, that's the part where she takes off her top or whatever. And my dad's yeah. just like, man, she just has a great set of tits. And my mom's like in the room. like, David, shut up. And dad's like, just brutally honest. He was like so deadpan, though. He's just like, I have to tell you, like, she's an older woman, which is probably his age. Right. She's an older woman. But man, Jason, she's got a great set of tits. I'm like. You know, 60-year-old means like, thanks, Dad. I'm going to go back on Prodigy and download more porn. So, <laughs> thanks, Kazaa. Um, my dad, at that part, because I watch it when I was pretty young, like, he, like, put his hand over my eyes because my mom was also in the room. But he did that thing where, like, he just, like, left an opening just so I could, like, see through a little bit, you know? <laughs> I was like six. My dad's like, check out these tits. 
another another story about boobs. The the first one of the first the first rated R movie I ever saw was I'm blowing the lead here. Swordfish. Total Recall. Total Recall. Oh, okay. And have you seen Total Recall? Yep. So there's a part in the movie where he's on Mars or whatever it is, and the chick opens her shirt and she's got not one, not two, but three boobs. And me being 10 years old at the time, whatever I was, first time I've ever seeing boobs, I'm like, there's three of them? That's amazing. <laughs> cool. Imagine my disappointment later in life when I saw a pair of boobs and there were only two of them. Where's the one in the middle? I don't get it. There should be three of them. Total, total recall lied to me. How dare they? Um, not Total Recall, but Blade Runner, though. Talking about movies that still hold up, that movie's so good. Oh, you should. It's fantastic. Is that Harrison Ford? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Didn't they remake it or redo it recently? Yeah, and that one was pretty good, too. Okay. Um, I'll put it on my list. Yeah, put it on your list. So that last one for me was True Lies, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dan Arnold, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, it was it was really good. True Lies also had a Super Nintendo video game tie-in, uh, which uh, based on the movie, which was absolutely phenomenal. I loved that game. Very, very, very difficult. Like most Super Nintendo games of that era, like Metal Gear Solid on the Super Nintendo, impossible to beat. Yeah, uh, True Lies. I think it still holds up. Still really enjoy the movie. What's the next one you got on your list? Uh, another one that holds up for me still and forever will. I love baseball, like we've talked about, is The Sandlot. Yeah, you did a fist pump there. Mm. Okay, good. Um, Sandlot, as a boy growing up, I mean, this movie is about a group of boys kind of playing baseball and growing up together, learning life lessons. Um, I, I love the movie. It's touching at the end. It, it holds up. It, it's it's great. I love it. Nothing else to say. Yeah, I was watching that recently with my son, and he was really enjoying it. And there was like the spark of happiness inside me that he was enjoying watching Sandlot just because that was totally one of my favorite movies growing up. I wanted to be Benny the Jet Rodriguez, you know, like, my wife wanted to date Benny the Jet Rodriguez. No, okay, serious story. When we were watching that movie, I was like, oh, man, I totally wanted to be, you know, Benny or whatever. And my wife was like, yeah, I totally thought he was cute when when I was a kid. And then she caveated it with, she's like, I also think that every girl thought he was cute. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. What is that guy doing nowadays? Is he still an actor, do you know? I have no idea. Yeah. Probably in porn or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame him. Absolutely love, 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 love Sandlot. Along the same lines, baseball movie that I don't think has held up quite as well is Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Now, is that the one with B Bomb Gardner? Or what's what's the guy's name? The kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Bomb Gardner. Yep. He, he, like, broke his arm. And then the tendons tighten up, then he could throw like a 110 mile an hour fastball all of a sudden. 
Yeah, I mean, as a kid, loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing because everybody wanted to be that kid, right? Yeah, I wanted to break my arm so I could throw a 110-mile-an-hour fastball. Absolutely. Watching it as as an adult, it's just super hokey. Not a huge fan of it at all anymore. Just That movie was made for boys between the ages of 8 and 12, and that's about it. Yes, yeah, there's 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 no redeeming quality, you know, post that age for sure. I will tell you a movie that does not hold up anymore. And this is another actor that I just in general, there's a couple of that do. But Adam Sandler's Waterboy. No. As a kid, I thought it was as a younger guy. I, I thought it was a really funny one, but you could not make that movie today. Like that is just so inappropriate in so many ways. <laughs> Got his fucking head off. So non PC, and I just listening to his character, the Waterboy, talk is just so inf- it just melts my brain. And but but, but my mama, my mama said my, my mama said my mama said the alligators are so ornery because they got all them teeth. Yes, I, I wanted to smack you upside the head while you were talking. Just now. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one wasn't on my list, but you mentioned Adam Sandler, and I have to throw it on there as movies that do hold up, and that is simply Happy Gilmore. Hundred oh, percent. When I when I made that comment that some of them hold up, what? Well, yeah, Happy Gilmore. Oh my god, that movie is just as funny today as it was the first time. Maybe even funnier because there are a couple of things that I get in context a little bit more as a you know. 30 something year old than I that I didn't when I was eight um, or whenever it was when that movie came out. But Happy Gilmore, top of my list of Adam Sandler movies. I mean, Absolutely Bob Barker phenomenal. stole the movie, in my opinion. He was so funny. Oh, yeah. Two Adam Sandler movies, I think, hold up and the rest do not at all. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison to me. Yeah, like the, those two right after he. One right after I, the other. I was say, he made him like back to back, I think, too. But yeah, Billy Madison, Veronica Vaughn. Come on. She was so hot. Big Daddy, I think, still holds up. I, I like that one. That one's pretty good. But not not as well as the other. Not as well as the other two. That's for sure. Little Nicky, that that was a terrible movie as well. Oh, yeah. So bad. Another really irritating character to watch. Don't mess with the Zohan. This one might be controversial. One that I think does not hold up anymore, and I just think because we've come so far in this genre of movie, is Independence Day. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah I thought it'd be controversial. I don't know. Oh. It's the one thing I remember about it is it's a long fucking movie. It's it's got to be like fourteen hours, I think. That movie has the greatest fictional speech by a president ever. I'll give you that. I could listen to that, him give that speech at the end of that movie. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about he destroys that speech. Like I said, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It is so good. And then Will Smith, the alien crash lands on Earth or whatever, pops out with all its tentacle things or whatever. And Will Smith just jacks it in the face. Welcome to Earth, bitch. (laughs) I just looked it up on IMDb because I was curious. The official runtime of the movie is 14 hours, 28 minutes. It's It just drags at points for so long. It's no Titanic. <laughs> yeah, no. But I just they've done so many aliens coming to 
earth movies since then that I just, I don't know. I wouldn't go to that one as outside of the speech, which I once a year go listen to that on YouTube because it's, it is, it does give me goosebumps on the 4th of July. You got to listen to it. But outside of that speech and some stuff with, um, Ian Malcolm, what's his name? The doc, the, the, the scientist guy. Jeff, why do I keep forgetting Jeff Goldblum's name? Outside of Jeff Goldblum, he, he is a delight in that movie too. I could leave that movie. Yeah, All man. 28 days long of that movie. <laughs> it's it's so good. <laughs> That's one I am going to just wholeheartedly d- disagree with you on. And you might disagree with me on this one. So growing up, everybody wanted to be an archaeologist because... Th- of these movies and that was indiana jones wait which way are you going with this so in my opinion indiana jones temple of doom and raiders of the lost ark do not hold up hot take yeah really yep in my opinion i I've gone back and watched them. Not a huge fan of of those ones. Now, Last Crusade is still awesome. Okay. Hmm. You know, it's been a while since I've seen all three of them. I, to be honest with you, the three of them are kind of merging in my head, and I don't remember which is which. So yeah. So yeah, go back and watch Temple of Doom and and then come back and tell me that it's not a bit cringy and hard to watch. Like it, it is, it's just, I'm sorry to say it people, but Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Don't hold up. Hot take. That's sad. That's sad. I've got one left on my list and it's one that does hold up over time. We've talked about this before, but the original karate kid movie, I've talked about this before because I've been watching Cobra Kai. I'm all caught up and I can't wait for season three. But the original Karate Kid movie definitely holds up. I, I watched it a few months ago and I love it. It's it's everything an 80s movie should be. You know, you got the bully, you got the new kid in town. He's he's got a he's got the handyman slash sensei neighbor that teaches him the ways of the fist. And uh, it's a great story. Culminates in the tournament. And uh, you got Elizabeth Shue in there. Come on, man. Who doesn't want a Mr. Miyagi in their life that gives them a car? Yeah, that ain't bad. He he just he's just like, oh yeah, you want this, you know, this classic '50s well-restored vehicle that runs perfectly? Yeah, yes, I do. Yes, please. Well, if I remember right, he he gave him the car because he. He was having eyesight problems or something, right? He couldn't drive anymore. I mean, it was a legit reason. Who else is he, he going to give it to? He, he has no family there. Yeah, it's still, it's just, what I'm saying is everybody wants a Mr. Miyagi in their life that would just give them a car after teaching them karate. I mean, he, he put in a lot of man hours in to get that. There was a lot of waxing on and waxing off and painting you mean learning to kick ass 
yeah, that's one of the best scenes when he's telling him like paint the fence and he's yeah. just like, what are you talking about? And then he just, it starts clicking and it's like, Oh yeah. wait, these are all the basic steps of karate. Oh man. Goosebumps. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Um, Oh, I, I had it and I lost it. I had it and I lost it. Oh, do you know what movie I'm talking about? I had the powers and I lost them. You probably don't. It's no, no I do. This is it's clicking a little bit. What yeah, is it? it is the cult classic Surf Ninjas. Yes, yes. They made like three of them. Three of them? I only... No, 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 no. That's the three ninjas. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about surf ninjas. I'm looking this up. This sounds familiar. I I, I want to say I've seen this as well, but go ahead. So uh, it's got Rob Schneider in it, and it's basically about these two kids that are attacked in their their home in California because there's these made up place princes. Like there are these crowns princes of the made up place and they have to go on this adventure and they find out they have ridiculous karate skills and they end up going back to this Island, which is called Patusan and just absolutely starting a rebellion and kicking ass. Um, the movie both does not, and this is the one I wanted to end up on because it, both does not hold up and holds up because when you go back and watch it now it's so bad it's good okay one of those it's, yeah it's, it's one of those but... all right yeah some everlasting memories from this uh including moto surfing i am 99 percent sure i've seen this movie this looks familiar. Some everlasting memories from this, which includes things like moto surfing, which is basically standing up on your vehicle and pretending to surf on it, which trying it as an adult is much scarier than how it's portrayed in the movie. But absolutely loved that movie as a kid. Sort of hated it, sort of loved it as an adult. And that's how I'm going to end it. And I know there are probably a million movies that Jason and Jason and I forgot to mention on this episode. So hit us up in our mentions on our social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us with your suggestions. Tell us what you thought. Think of movies that you think either do or don't hold up, whether you agree with us, whether you think we're both idiots any which way we would absolutely love to hear from you and one of the ways we would love to hear from you i am crushing the segues right now one of the ways we would love to hear from you is by giving us a five-star review on apple podcast other than that we look forward to giving you guys some more content to enjoy and dads if you are out there Drink a beer for the evening and day off duty.